Hey, what's going on everyone? Coach B here. Hope you're doing well. Absolutely fired up today. This is season one, episode one of On The Rise, or as I'm now calling it, The Quarantine Diaries. You see, the first eight, nine episodes of this season were all recorded from home in my pajamas, no hair, no makeup. Uh, Sorry for the image, guys. But uh, nonetheless, to the matter at hand, Rob Gray, Remax and Nanaimo, what a guy. Rob has been a mentor and a friend of mine for the past uh, 11, 12 years. Uh, He is uh, a 30-year veteran agent in the Nanaimo market area. He has won almost every award that Remax hands out, Hall of Fame, Lifetime Achievement, Circle of Legends, you name it, he's got it on the shelf. Uh, But you know what? Rob would never really tell you that. And one of the things I love most about him is his involvement in the community, not just the real estate community where you help develop one of our PDP courses on energy efficient housing. You maybe you've taken that one. It's a great course, but he's also received a realtor care award for different charity work he's done throughout the region. Uh, Rob's a very intelligent guy. You're going to be able to tell that he sounds like an engineer at times more than a realtor, but he's definitely someone I look to when it comes on drawing experience from going through challenging markets in the past. So with all that being said, please enjoy this interview with Rob Gray. This was originally recorded in the uh, second week of March. And uh, I think a lot of the things he talked about have come to fruition and he's given some great advice. It's definitely helped guide me and our agents through these challenging times. Here we go. Rob Gray is on the rise. This is the On The Rise Real Estate Podcast, where we show realtors how they can build a business they love owning. Here's your host, Braden Wheatcroft. Morning, everybody. Good, me- good morning, Remax Mosin. I hope uh, wherever you're watching this, uh, it's from at least a couple meters away from from anybody. I hope you're social distancing. I uh, hope you're safe. I hope you and your family are well. And I hope you're keeping your head through, uh, keeping your head on straight through some of these difficult times. And I, I know uh, I keep hearing this over and over again. We're in unprecedented times. And although that is absolutely the case. Uh, we know that there, there have been other unprecedented things that have happened in the past uh, that have rocked our world, whether it's, uh, you know, other infectious diseases like SARS or it's other um, tragedies like terrorist attacks, uh, you know, the credit crunch of 07, 08. There have been a lot of things that have happened uh, over the last few decades, just in recent memory that have either completely brought to a, a halt for a moment in time uh, or slowed it down dramatically. And, and that's really the focus of this new series that I'm kicking off it, is not to dismiss or belittle the challenges that we face, uh, but to, to shine a light on them. They say that courage is not the absence of fear. It's courage is being afraid and moving forward in spite of that. And so what we're hoping to do through the, the next couple of weeks or however long it takes, because we're, we're in this uh, together for the long run, that we are going to be uh, talking with other successful Remax agents who have, have been doing this for a long time. And they have seen maybe not anything quite like this, but they have been around the block. They have gone through difficult times. And they've, they've learned and, and have the battle scars and all of those things. And, and hopefully through these conversations, you're going to find that we're going to continue to get some more clarity that will hopefully lead to some confidence uh, for us, how we can, can respond. So uh, today's guest, I'm very, very excited. This is a, uh, a gentleman, an individual that has been a mentor of mine for, I mean, I've been in this business now over a decade. So as long as that uh, time and uh, he's a very successful team leader from the Remax and Nanaimo office. I'm going to bring Rob Gray up here momentarily. Make sure this all works properly. Rob, are you there? 
I am. Thank you, Braden. Hey, Rob. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate where, the opportunity to be here. That's that's awesome. And uh, just just tell us where where are you self quarantining right now? I am in the basement of my home in uh, North Nanaimo. Okay. Uh, we brought our office home. Uh, Melanie, uh, who's my assistant, and also my wife, and my uh, other assistant, Christina, who we have her set up on a laptop, and she's working from her home. So and she's also happens to be ready to have a baby this year. So we have to wow. be doubly careful. No kidding. No kidding. Well, we appreciate it. I'm just curious, how, how long have you been uh, self-isolating for? Uh, we moved home on Monday. So on Monday. Uh, I'm not a hoarder, but I, I have this ping pong table that was collecting a lot of dust and I finally got the last laugh with it because uh, it's set up as the perfect home desk in the basement. A little oh, waffly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, may, remind me never to play you for money with uh, at table tennis because I think you might <laughs> whoop my whoop my ass. Uh, well, I, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know I'm sure you're you're up to your ears with uh, managing through this pandemic. Um, you know, you've you've always struck me as someone who is takes leadership as a realtor very important. So I imagine you're taking a leading role with your clients, which I, I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. Um, but why don't we just, just start off with a little bit because you've you've been tell us a bit about yourself. So you're you're based in Nanaimo. How long have you been in the business? Uh, this year is 28 years, and then uh, on November 5th, uh, this year will be my 25th year with Remax. Wow. Amazing. So it took you two or three years to figure it out. And then you, you know, last 25 years, you got it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. Seen it <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you're repping the hat and I'm, it's much appreciated. Uh, so I, um, I want to ask you, cause that's 28 years, you know, almost three decades. That's, that's, uh, quite, quite a tenure. You have seen a lot in 30, close to 30 years in the business. I, I'm curious when you think about, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, and, and you reflect on other moments in time in, in your career, like I just, how is this the same? How is this different? Like, wh what are you noticing just when you draw on your experience? Well, the freshest memory we have of a uh, change in the market is the financial crisis of 08, 09. That was a global event. I think probably in terms of what years as, as closely as it can would be that event. Uh, we felt the downturn pretty immediately. Uh, I noted at the time in between 08 and 09 that prices dropped about 15%. And mm -hmm. having lots of conversations with sellers and getting them ready, uh, or having conversations with sellers in particular where we discussing the next step mm -hmm. and trying to avoid uh, chasing the market downwardly, mm -hmm. uh, we saw the prices drop by... 15%. But then uh, we saw them recover pretty quickly in the second uh, six months after that decline. So it was sort of late 08, uh, early 09, where you felt most of the pain. And then back in the second half of 09, uh, we felt, uh, I wouldn't call it a recovery, but uh, I would say that, uh, you know, we weathered it uh, with yeah. minimal losses. So one of the most more challenging times in, in recent memories for you bef before this uh, this moment was was that recession and and the challenges. I, I'm curious, like, what are some of the similarities that you might be finding right now 
in terms of conversations with clients. I mean, I know it's uh, consumer confidence is something that, you know, economists talk about. It's, it's really what drives the stock market up and down, how bullish or uh, bearish people are feeling about, you know, just the economy and our prospects and whatnot. So, you know, when you find yourself right now in the early days of a, of a, perhaps a, a scare that might be alarming your consumers and you compare back to the previous ones, like what are you, what are you drawing forward in your conversations today that you learned through the last one? Well, uh, you know, sort of answering the question about the similarities and differences. Uh, similarities is that this one's global. Uh, you know, we're all in it together. We're all facing the same uh, uh, storm. Yeah. It hasn't quite hit us yet, I don't think. The uncertainty is a common denominator, uh, Braden. And with the uncertainty comes obviously stress. Yeah. Um, so that part, you know, we share and uh, hopefully uh, it allows the best of human nature to surface, uh, you know, going forward. Mm-hmm. Differences, this is obviously a lot more serious than the 08, 09, because yeah. it's, um, we didn't see the shuttering of industries wholesale yeah. industries, uh, you know, you look in China and it was an industrial heartland, South Korea, industrial heartland, mm-hmm. uh, Italy, Milan, industrial heartland. And so it's going to present some, uh, what economists say, I uh, would say, um, economists would say uh, supply side uh, issues, which we've never mm-hmm. faced before. Most of the economic crises we faced in the past have been on demand where people circle the wagons and stop spending this one is going to be different because we might not have products on the shelves that when things start to recover for people to buy so it might take a little bit longer right right yeah and and i guess when i think back to because i was starting right around that time of the economic uh crisis of 08 09 in in there um you know in in this case yes yes this is global but obviously we're talking about people's health we're talking about Uh, whereas that was 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 more definitely on the financial side, which is still can can cause stress to rise. And I want to actually ask you that about stress. I, I'm curious, one, what what are you doing right now to help manage the stress of your real estate clients? And then I also want to ask, like, what are you doing right now to help manage your your own personal stress? Um, and, and before you answer that, I just want to let everyone know, you can probably see it on the ticker on the bottom here. But if you have specific questions that you want to ask Rob, uh, text them to me. Um, if you're comfortable asking them in the comments on, on Facebook, I am monitoring them. But if you want to ask it in confidence, just text it to me and I'll, I'll ask the questions as we go. Um, so, Rob, over back to you. So when you're talking about the the stress of your clients, like what are you doing right now to take an active role in helping to manage that? What I'm finding is um, uh, I have Nanaimo. Maybe it's common to Nanaimo, but um, it's probably pretty common in the Victoria market. A lot of elderly sellers. Uh, so I like to talk to them mm-hmm. on the telephone and they're asking me questions, what they feel about the market. And yeah. I may not necessarily agree with how they see what's going on in the world because I don't really know what the sources of their, they're using for their information. But what I'm finding is that I just to listen and let them talk. I had a conversation mm-hmm. with one seller yesterday where she lives alone. Uh, she's a retired nurse. I just wanted, I just let her talk and, answered her questions and uh, and be there for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if any skill set that we bring forward as real estate agents uh, uh, of any kind is that we're problem solvers. We wear a lot of different hats. And if there was ever a time as realtors to shine, 
uh, with our clients is in this time where we can be resourceful and yeah. help our clients, whether they need to find a delivery service or a plumber mm-hmm. or just somebody to talk to, uh, mm-hmm. to relieve their stress, then uh, that's uh, pretty crucial. Yeah, no kidding. And and I, I, I want to just underscore that with you as well, because I, I do believe that like this is this is affecting all industries, uh, all people. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the things I have to say personally that I'm incredibly grateful for is that we are in the real estate industry. And, and, and one of the reasons is I think that real estate is going to be one of the industries that will uh, recover because, you know, we know that there is great demand on, on our, our goods and services and real estate and homes. But I also just thinking of the people that make up this industry, realtors are incredibly optimistic people by nature. Realtors, they're collaborative. You know, they are resilient uh, and so you know, I, when I think about trying to do my part here in our community, I'm thinking, my goodness, I'm so happy that I'm working with realtors through this because it's a great group of people to be shouldering through tough times together. Yeah, I agree. And uh, there are a lot of alpha personality types in the business. No, no, no. I don't know any alphas in this business. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, uh, you asked me about my own stress level. Yeah, I want to hear about that. But, um, uh, exercise. Uh I don't drink. I don't smoke. Uh, you know, I like being home uh, when I'm not working. And uh, uh, so I, I'm lucky I have a home gym. Um, we have a group at Nanaimo, Remax of Nanaimo, that has banded together. There's 12 of us doing the Ride to Conquer Cancer in August. So we're getting out twice a week for cycling, which is absolutely, I believe, a healthy opportunity uh, under the circumstances where, you know, you, you know, social distancing and all those things. I mean, you're not, you're not uh, face-to-face with anybody and you can just go ride. And I feel that it's such a stress relief to whether I'm getting on a bicycle, yeah. going for a five or six kilometer walk around Westwood Lake or working out with weights. It yeah. just is, is my answer at least. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, um, I feel like overall my stress level in the last like seven days or so has been pretty good despite all of the just it's been full on and I feel like it finally caught up with me yesterday so Mandy and I went for a walk around Swan Lake which is you know 35 minutes and I felt immediately better left my phone in the car went for a walk and so yeah that's it's important to take care of yourself now in terms of taking care of business uh, maybe just walk us through what what are you doing right now to make sure that uh, your business continues to be profitable. And, and I actually, just before you answer that, I want to ask you, uh, has everything come to a complete halt? Are you still getting you know, listing inquiries? Are you still getting buyer showing requests? Like what, what's happening right now in your business? Well, I'm carrying 18 listings um, and uh, I have a project that I'm doing project marketing on. And so we've uh, shut down the open houses for those. Uh, we just can't afford to have uh unqualified people walking into an open house that we don't know where they've been or anything like that. So we have to do, I feel that's a responsible step. My developer absolutely 100% agreed with that. Yeah. Uh, but we are um, uh, continuing to communicate with people. I just, and this is me speaking, so it's more of a moral or ethical yeah. uh, approach to it is that probably as people could become more stressed with what imminently is gonna be a life and death situation uh, with uh, this health crisis, whether maybe not personally, but with somebody you know, then, you know, advertising uh, your business 
uh, I think it's just important to make sure that you you stay out there, and one of the your name out there. People know you. You're a realtor. You're there for them, staying forefront of mind as much as you can. And one of the big differences, uh, Braden, between now and say 0809 or September 11th was uh, is the age of you know Instagram and Facebook, and um, you know. You can post helpful stuff online. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, you can have a presence. I just think you've got, always got to be careful not to post anything that isn't fact-based, well-researched out. Yeah. Nothing wrong with you putting a little bit of information about the markets out there a little bit. But I think if there was ever a time to dial that back a little bit and focus on uh, more of a community-mindedness, yeah, uh, this would be the time. You know, that's a great um, point, Rob. Uh, Remax uh, Corporate yesterday published a number of resources. And for the Cabosan agents watching this um, in the memo yesterday, I, I, I linked to a number of the resources, one of which is actually like a, a PR guide. Like if you're talking to the media, here's some notes to say, to not say. Also a social media guide and a number of the recommendations they talked about. Uh, we're, we're talking about... Uh, getting rid of some of your pre-scheduled posts, like for example, talking about spring and things like that, because you don't want to come off as, as the, the PR term is, as being tone deaf. So, you know, it's important, I think, to, to be very considerate in these times. I mean, the world is watching us. So if you're, if you're out there, um, you know, make sure that you are, 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 are making sure you're towing that line as respectfully and as professionally as possible. So, um, can, can you maybe walk me through some, some actual practical steps that you're taking right now to, to talk to clients? Like, are, are you reaching out to them by phone, by email, by text? Like, what are you, what are you saying? And maybe let's start with active clients you're currently working with, and then we can move more to your database later on. Well, I mean, first step was with our listings, uh, getting signage in place on the outside of the home uh, with the warning about if you've been out of country or showing symptoms of any kind. I think those that information is pretty uh, common in uh, uh, our industry right now and available. Uh, we put a, I've asked each of my sellers to uh, make sure that there's paper towels and uh, if they have sanitary, san, uh, be able to people can sanitize mm-hmm. inside the home. We're the you know leaving paper towels in the bathroom and some soap out. Uh, those are some good things. Um, Put it in a manner that makes people still feel welcome when they come into the come to the front door. Yeah. Remind realtors when they are showing the home uh, to take uh, responsible steps. Uh, so, but at the same time, you know, making sure that people are know that you are still actively promoting their listings because that's yeah. what your job is. Um, as far as sort of the activity level goes, it's pretty quiet. Uh, you know, uh, I've seen eerily quiet periods before. Uh, this is definitely the start of one. And uh, so as far as buyers go, um, you know, we are trying to encourage people to do as much uh, legwork on their own as possible at this time. Uh, There's nothing wrong with telling somebody to drive by listing or with the age of Internet marketing, send them as much information as you can on a listing to avoid the um, requirement to uh, go inside the house if it's unnecessary. Yeah, I think that's uh, if I could just inject there, I think this is where um, we're right now what I'm referring to as as the messy middle and and the, and the messy middle is from where we were 
you know, before the the outbreak to where we're going, which is, you know, there's still uncertainty around that. I, I know that, but just like in every other instance you've seen in your career, there is a place that we're going to. I, I think right now, this week, next week, you know, perhaps a month, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll at least know what the new normal will look like before that. Um, you know, I think a prudent buyer's agent asks their client whether or not they've been pre-approved for a mortgage. In the new world that we're going to be operating in, a prudent buyer agent might ask a client, have you been out of the country in the last two weeks? Right. Like that's that's not an unrealistic expectation from my perspective um, that, that that's just where where we're going. And, you know, from a listing agent's perspective, you know, I also think it's never been more important to have floor plans done for your listings, virtual tours, because if you can cut down 25 in-person showings down to five people who are actually interested I think we're all going to be better for it. I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on that, whether you agree or disagree, but please don't disagree with me on Facebook Live. Okay, Rob? Uh, well, I have a, a healthy respect for uh, what you bring to the table as an educator, that's for sure. Thanks, Rob. Um, as far as uh, the clients go, and you know, you want to make sure that uh, buyers have a good full picture of everything that uh, they're looking at. And a lot of the stuff we're doing these days fills that 100% anyway. Um, you know, as far as the extra steps go with clients, I mean, you don't want people to uh, feel that you're being pushy at a time like this, that yeah. you're dealing with things delicately, uh, and that you're a thoughtful, respectful uh, professional. So, I mean, there's this is a, a really different time, mm -hmm. and uh, we don't know uh, what to expect. If I use the 0809 period as an example, and I can dial it back as far as uh, when we were in a tough provincial economy back from 91 to 2001, where um, we had a, a government that was uh, not necessarily encouraging investment at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, they were investing in other areas like education and healthcare, which is always important. But in terms of an economic climate uh, in 91, for example, the average price in my market area was 109,000. And then by 94, it was uh, 155,000. Mm -hmm. By 2001, that hadn't changed by more than three grand uh, to low 150s to the mid 150s. Mm -hmm. I had a look at the sales, and that was a more of an that was a recessionary time. Mm -hmm. uh, back in then, uh, 01 it changed, and by 03 we had a lot of momentum. So mm -hmm. these things aren't measured in weeks or months. These are type changes are measured in years. Mm -hmm. And looking back, there was always sales, even through Christmas. We always see that. Yeah. But even in the tough times. Uh, there were sales, yeah. and so people are buying and selling. It's good that the average prices are a little bit better now, but if you look in the uh, post-08-09 period, I had a look at online, and you know prices did drop by 9 or 10% by the end of 2009, mm -hmm. uh, but the number of sales every month uh, started to really climb because that's when the federal government started implementing uh, lower interest rates. Yeah. And so, I mean, in terms of economic environment, you know, 
you can get a mortgage now for two and a half percent over five years. You know, you can get a variable rate mortgage for mm-hmm. 3.75%. So the groundwork has been laid for us to recover. It's just yeah. a question of how long is this recovery going to take? Yeah. And so yeah. Um, just really well, more and, how prepared you are coming out of this, I think, as much as anything. And it's, it's just so it's Rob, as I'm hearing you talk about the, the sales volume during some of these times, I'm finding myself getting more and more fired up and motivated, not not because I, I, I don't see this as as a terrible uh, situation, but I, I think of this like I have a standing offer to anybody who's watching this. If if you can go back and find a month where zero homes have sold in our board, I'll buy you lunch. In fact, I'll buy you 10 lunches. You find <laughs> zero sales. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to say a million dollars because maybe I've missed something and there's one month in history where it didn't happen. And I just, I'm about to jo- quote John Candy in Planes, Trains and Automobiles. I'm about a million dollars short of being a millionaire right now. But the point is home sell. So we can, we can look at the problems or we can look at where the opportunity is. And so I'm trying to get our entire organization in a safe, responsible, respectful way to try to find those opportunities. Because you know what, if we get our unfair share of the market, sure, it may not be as good as it would be without the COVID virus happening, but it's still, there's opportunity out there. And and that sounds to me like what you're saying is that homes are still going to continue to sell. There's are people who are going to unfortunately have divorces. There are people who are renters right now that have a baby on the way in a studio apartment that probably need a house. There's investors that want to buy and take advantage of low interest rates. Like, when you start thinking and looking for opportunities, I'm curious, like, what, where do you see the opportunities? Well, I see the opportunity, and I think this is uh, uh, something that I took from our Vegas convention uh, a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, where your old clients are your gold clients. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to look inwardly. I understand that the industry has changed and lead generation is really important, but lead conversion is also uh, more important, uh, and as Gary Keller says in his book, Shift, uh, is you've got to get to the table. Yeah. So you got to take advantage of every opportunity that you have yeah. and work it. Um, and uh, there's uh, an old quote that says, um, people usually run out of their first wind and quit, uh, not even realizing they're on the cusp of their second wind. Yeah. And so they didn't even know it was there. And so you kind of got to get past that point and then get to your second wind. Uh, and yeah, maybe it's not going to come in April, May, or June, uh, but it will come and we will have, uh, some opportunities that, uh, where if you're laying the groundwork with people right now, talking to them, um, one of the greatest engagement tools I've found, uh, so far studying the hot sheets every day is that if I see somebody that I know that, uh, uh, owns a house close to a recent sale, I just send them the sale one off. And I would say almost 95% of the time, I get a response back from them and it, it starts some conversation. It's that one little thing is a great. Uh, that's, that's a great, that's a great tactic. So let's underscore that. Cause I know in conversations like this, uh, for me as a host, I'm always trying to keep things, um, motivational and inspirational, but also some tactics. So there's a tactic. Let's underscore it. So you're saying on a daily basis, you're watching the hot sheets the new listings, the new sales. And when you see a new sale that you know is in the vicinity of a past client or someone in your sphere, you're going to take that and you're going to email it to them. Absolutely. And you know, yeah. the thing is, is that first they're thrilled that you're thinking of them. 
And then uh, they're always keen, especially in a, when we're at a plateaued market, uh, that uh, they can see something that is a good price. You never know what conversation it's going to start. Yeah. But I mean, just really getting somebody to reply to something you've sent out yeah. and have a couple of emails or even a phone call makes a big difference. I want to just uh, call to action to the people watching. It looks like we have about 15 people watching live. So if you have a question for either myself or Rob uh, on how you can continue to grow your business through these challenging times, please either leave a comment or text the number that's on the bottom of the screen. Uh, Rob, before we finish off on that tactic, I'm curious, like, what are you saying in your email? Is there a call to action or is there just a, hey, thinking of you? Yeah. Hey, this house just sold on your street. You know, yeah. this house just sold four doors around the corner from you or something. And, and uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm a typical realtor that when I drive through a neighborhood, I'm looking at every single house I've ever sold. Yeah. Right? What have they yeah. done to that place? You know, yeah. uh, hopefully they haven't listed. There's not a for sale sign with another realtor in front of it, you know? Oh. Yeah. But you know, these are the ways, this is how we think. And yeah. so uh, if they know you're thinking of them with something as simple as yeah. that, that makes a big yeah. difference. One of your colleagues uh, in, in your office, uh, Carly Evans, posted something on uh, the Nanaimo Insider page that I thought was just such a, a good uh, quip, which she said that um, she's shifting from sales focus to service focus. And I, and I think, you know, many of the successful agents I know, uh, you know, they they really embody that service first leads to sales second anyways. But just, yeah, you don't have to say, hey, do you want to schedule a showing or hey, do you want a CMA? It's just thinking of you, anything I can do for you, like, let's reach out. Um, I, I know you've, I've always thought of you as, as being a, a tech savvy, uh, tech centric agent. You've always been very innovative in the way you've marketed homes. Uh, I, I'm curious from, from your standpoint right now, like what technology are you using, um, specifically like with your, your COVID-19, you know, quarantine plan? Like, is there certain software or tools you're using right now more than ever, perhaps? Well, i would actually probably defer to you uh, more so. Okay. But I, I want to know what you're using. You have your classes and then, you know, coming to the sales meetings and stuff like that. And, you know, reading all your stuff that I do uh, following you. Thank you, Rob. Probably school us a bit, but I just stick to the basics, uh, Braden. Uh, DocuSign, I got an, I received an offer on a listing yesterday. It happened to be a 77 year old woman. And uh, we gave her the over the phone crash course on how to use DocuSign. And uh, I knew this day was coming. I didn't realize it would be under COVID-19, but um, we are uh, using FaceTime, uh, Messenger. We're using all the basic stuff. Uh, I would be thrilled to learn, uh, get a nugget or two uh, Mm -hmm. during the course of this uh, uh, interview with you. I might learn a thing. I did Tony Joe's uh, technology course uh, last year, and uh, it was amazing with the content that I came out of it. Yeah. Um, one of the things we actually have just started using was uh, uh, box brownie. Yeah. Um, for vacant homes, you know, uh, forty bucks a photo, and uh, so if you get a vacant. Oh, I, thought, home, I thought that was like a a, a, a CBD um, THC like relaxation service. So you're not ordering brownies to your house. It's actually what is box brownie? Box. I think. Yeah. yeah that, oh, right. That's Brownie Box. Yeah. Got it. Which you can order and skip the dishes, apparently. But anyway, the, so what's Brownie Box? Brownie Box, uh, Box Brownie is box uh, brownie. Uh, you just send them uh, a photograph of an empty room. Uh, and for example, I sent a photo of an ensuite. I got a photo back of it staged to the point where even 
there was a mirror in the ensuite and they thought to capture the reflection of a picture that they hung virtually on one side they caught it in the mirror on the other side it wow click wow so, i mean if you are in a position where uh, maybe uh, you have a listing that you can't get your stager in uh, you um, maybe having difficulty uh, uh, you know, getting your floor plans done, whatever. Uh, this uh, that service is excellent, and it's not expensive. It's done online. They get it back to you the next day. That's pretty incredible. Do you, and is it exclusively for uh, vacant homes? Um, have you had any experience with homes that that maybe they've touched up a bit, or is it yeah, just vacant? Uh, no, they can take a, they can take a home and uh, spruce it up to take um, the ironing board out you know, that's been left or the laundry hamper uh, that's uh, sitting in the laundry room. They can also stage. I'm just going to bring uh, that up on screen here. Oh, uh, yeah, there, there we go. go. That's why I'm yeah. talking. You're asking me about technology there, bro. <laughs> yeah, but you sell a ton of real estate. So I care more about what, what tech you use because it's actually getting results. So this is Box Brownie's website, guys. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very cool. So we've used that. Uh, no, we haven't had to use it on many. You know, uh, we provide staging services to clients uh, where we can. Um, you know, we do the video drone. Uh, we do virtual tours. We, uh, you know, do all the social media stuff, try to do it consistent. I think if there is a key thing to what we do in this business is being consistent in all our actions. That is uh, worth stating again. What do you mean by that? Well, you look, you set a standard. And the reason you get people to call you back, and as you know, I've, I'm a business planner. I've mm -hmm. been business planning uh, since uh, probably 1992 on uh, spreadsheets and gauging everything that we do and finding out where our business comes from and so on. And so uh, it's really important that people understand that you set a consistently high standard and you, have, you achieve that standard every single time. Well, and that, that ties in with a question we have from one of our um, live audience members. So Stephen Calderwood here is asking on Facebook, uh, you know, aside from the keep going that we're hearing right now from everybody, what is the number one piece of advice you would have for, for a new agent? So someone who's maybe in their first couple years of their career, because that, that's one of the things I want to make sure that we understand is like, particularly with open houses, you know, anyone in their first four or five years uh, is probably relying pretty heavily on, on doing open houses as a revenue stream for their business. So I can understand extra discouragement that those people who, who rely on opens as, as a part of their business plan might be feeling right now. What would you say other than just the pat on the back, keep going, you know, put a smile on advice. What would you say to someone who's in the first couple of years of their career right now? Well, um, at this particular moment, expense management is really crucial. Yeah, for um, sure. Get rid of anything that's superfluous. Uh, you tell me one person that's bought a house based on a bus bench ad, uh, then uh, you know they play the role in branding. I get all that, uh, but um, you know subscription services. Um, even have a look at your cell phone bill. Um, you know if you have print ads. Uh, mm -hmm. You know there was a time in the business, Braden, where I could tell you. 30% or 35% of our business was print ads. Uh, I monitor, um, you know, every single lead that I get. And if I have had one person say that they bought a house on a print ad in the last uh, five years, I'd be surprised. 
Right. So these are the maybe some of the things that you should focus on, especially in this age of uh, social media, where you can get your name out there yeah. so extensively. That's well, something that needs to be uh, looked at. Hard. Let's talk about that because that was actually one of the questions I wanted to ask you. And, and I, as much as I said you have to agree with me, I was just kidding because if if I want to hear your your honest assessment of this, so. I've I've been mentored over the years because I, I started in a very difficult market in 09. I didn't know any better, so I had a smile on my face. But um, there's kind of this idea that when when the world pulls back the the you know the the, the smart people I don't maybe shouldn't say it like that, but the the business savvy people actually push forward or they double down. You know, there's that Warren Buffettism of you know be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful. Uh, I've just anecdotally had a conversation with the last week with some of the agents that would be in that sort of platinum level up and they're talking about ramping things up to try to either maintain or actually grab onto more market share. Like, do you believe in that? Do you think that's good advice? Do you think that's reckless? Like, what are your thoughts on that as far as a strategy of just amping up when everybody else, I guarantee you right now, like we've been very proactive as a brokerage. Uh, I know that there haven't been as many proactive brokerages out there and there's agents who are still not sure where they stand. It, a natural response for them is going to be to withdraw. Does that leave opportunity for us? What do, what do you think? Well, uh, the old Soprano saying, or maybe it's uh, going back to the Godfather days is we got to go to the mattresses here. And, uh, but, uh, okay. I need more context on what that means. <laughs> the mattresses, I guess, is okay. that uh, when you get into uh, a fight between the families, uh, yeah. you, know, you got to be uh, putting the mattresses up against the doors. But okay. Really, figuratively speaking, it's just more not being uh, frivolous with your expenses. Um, I think uh, the business is foundational. There's basics, fundamental stuff that you need to do and do well all the time. And that I don't care what the market is doing. If you have a handle on the fundamentals of the business, uh, you're going to succeed. Uh, I've seen... A lot of real estate agents take out very expensive, glossy ads and publications over the years. And I always, I don't want to say smugly, but, uh, you know, we've always put up good numbers. Uh, you know, in 2018, we sold 148 homes. Last year, we were down, we sold 110. But, um, you know, we do the same things consistently well. We don't have a huge spend. We operate quite leanly. And, but I really believe where we make the difference, as Carly Evans said to you, is on the service side. Uh, you know, as long as people feel that they're being paid attention to, uh, communication, you're getting the listings to them in a the timely way. The Taking the open houses out of the mix for new realtors uh, is going to change the dynamic in the next 60 to 90 days. Uh, and uh, hopefully... Um, well, let's use an example of our office and the leadership that uh, Charlie and Graham have showed in Nanaimo with uh, Tom and uh, Ian and -hmm. Justice, of course, where uh, we are going to be doing virtual open houses. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's brilliant. Uh, Mm -hmm. And they gave us templates on how to do that. I'm all over that. Uh, Look at the resources that uh, Remax uh, head office gives to us, whether Western Canada or Boulder, Colorado, is that... You can make videos and get them online and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of what we do is branding mm-hmm. and being in the right place at the right time. When somebody's thinking real estate, you know, I've seen good agents get cast aside, uh, myself included, 
when somebody is in the right place at the right time and you picked up a new, new a new lead, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the business cell, our old manager, Ron Canelon, going back a number of years ago, I don't know if you were. No, I, I met him after he retired. Okay. And Ron uh, went on to become uh, an MLA in our market area area for two terms and stuff. So Ron, Ron's a wonderful guy, a good pal. But Ron said very succinctly, either you're a squeezor or you're a squeezee. Okay. There's only so many houses that are going to sell every month. So if you want to uh, uh, turtle in this market, you know what? There's consequences for that. But if you keep a consistent level of, of where you're at, maybe not taking out the bus benches might be for you, but maybe finding other less expensive alternatives because social media is so cheap to get into people's households uh, with your name. But you know, the old fashioned picking the phone up and uh, phoning people and stuff, uh, you know, that, that's, that always works well. Yeah, fair enough. And, and Stephen Calderwood says, uh, I think go to the mattresses means all the gangsters would go to one hideout house and sleep on the mattress, which does not sound like social distancing. So please do not go to the mattresses. Uh, but and I'm not going to ever test Stephen in his movie trivia. Um, but let, just going back to that idea, like what can people do right now? And Brandon Favors asked a good follow up question here on Facebook says, what could a couple examples of zero dollar tasks an agent could focus on during a period where their business is mostly on hold? I have an answer for that. Um, Rob, I'd love to hear what your, your thoughts are. Why don't you uh, prime me with your answer? Okay. Well, I'm going to say that that your your business being on hold isn't necessarily the way I would frame it. I'd say the current clients you have right now have decided to put things on hold. But I, I refuse to buy into this idea that zero homes are going to sell. I, I'm you know obviously I'm, I'm here at the office. I don't expect I'll be here at the office next week. But I've been monitoring the numbers as they come in, and there still are listings being put up. There still are buyers. You know contracts coming in. So I would continue to try to find where the opportunities of the people who want or need to make a move. Uh, I think we're now in a, in a market where the want to sell people and the want to buy people are, are on hold. No question. There are still people who are in the need to sell category. And some of them you may be working with right now. Maybe you've got a firm deal on their listing and they've got a closing date in 60 days. Those are people that that you are you know going to be working with. Um, I know it's it's it's. I'm not saying that it's easy, but I am saying that that this is going to separate us as as an organization is when we're where we can go out and find those opportunities. So zero dollar tasks: call, text, FaceTime, uh, Zoom with people. You know, reach out to your database. You know, there is that Brian Buffini, uh, you know, tagline of I'm never too busy for your referrals. So if you're making 38 service calls to your database, it's not inappropriate to, to sign off a call and say, hey, you know what, Rob, uh, I'm glad that you're, you and your family are good. And I just want to let you know, my business is still running. I've, I've, I've got a number of policies and procedures to to enhance the level of self uh, health and safety. But I recognize that there are people that do need to move. So if you come across anyone, please let me know. I'm still open for business and I promise to do it in a responsible way. I know. What's your take? I think uh, that sums up pretty good. Uh, again, uh, going back to the R4 in uh, Vegas last year, which I found uh, very rewarding, was it's, it's the old biblical saying, ask and you shall receive. Well, uh, the theme at the conference was ask until you receive. Right. And so 
the phoning your clients up and just having conversations with them, get reacquainted, you know, um, as long as it's not what you're coming across as is being, being untimely yeah. and tone deaf or pushy yeah. or all those things yeah. and so forth. Just, you know what? Hi, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm sitting here in my home office. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, self isolating to be responsible. I'm uh, have a little bit of time on my hands. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I drove through your neighborhood a couple of weeks ago and I noticed you did this or whatever. There's so many things you can talk to people about mm-hmm. Well, when you show interest in them and then you let them talk. Right. And, uh, and listen and engage them. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that getting on the phones right now is probably the single biggest best thing you can do. Now, if your brand spanking new to the business, uh, that's a hard one. And yeah. I just think you need to, you got the benefit of some inexpensive social media advertising that you might be able yeah. to do there. You probably also have people in your, like to me, the number one CRM is the contacts in your phone. Just start calling people. Eventually you're going to get to your mom or dad and you know, you should probably call them too. So just start at A, go to Z, contact people. Um, and, and, you know, also I'll throw out there, uh, there's been a lot of talk about, um, small business communities. Like this morning, um, I called and placed an order with a small business that I, I absolutely love. And I ordered some of their, 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 it's a coffee shop and, and I ordered a, a gift card on top of that. And the person started to get emotional on the other side of the phone because the idea of me giving them extra above and beyond just the the coffee beans I'm buying meant the world to them as they've just recently laid off their staff. And, and so I think right now, anyone who's in your small business community, just call them. You know, if you get your haircut by a, a place right now, go and buy your next two, three haircuts. If you can on a, on a gift card, if you can afford that, um, you know, if you can, um, you know, whether it's your building inspector, just call them and say, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on for you? Just by contacting these people, I agree. The killer app is your phone, the, the green phone on your phone. Pick it up, use it, and uh, and make those investments in the emotional bank account of, of your people, and they will yield returns in the long run. Uh, I want to ask you, Rob, a little bit about, you know, just, just some more general advice. Like if you were mentoring somebody right now in your office or in my office and and, you know, they haven't experienced, it doesn't have to be someone brand new, but, you know, these things only happen every seven, eight years that are, you know, the black swan events. Uh, what would you be saying to somebody that you're mentoring? We'll get through this, uh, you know, persevere. Uh, you know, you can, I guess the pat on the back thing is a little overdone, but, um, you know, we've I, had crises yeah. before. I think I think we got to keep patting each other on the back and and lifting each other up. I hear what you're saying. It's easy to go like God if I just say we're in this together one more time. But you know what? I think we all need that daily reminder. But I, I agree with you. There's got to be some practical advice too. The other part too uh, here, Braden, would be this is a perfect opportunity to educate yourself about the business. You have downtime. Um, I brought my book. Awesome, Gary Keller. I know uh, Keller Williams, uh, a little bit of the enemy. You can see where all of the my old marks are, and I'm sifting through my notes today. And uh, inevitably, when you look at what's going on in locally, especially, is um, I always think back to 
our market area is quite a bit smaller than Victoria's. We, when we get hit by a strike, we used to at least, like Harmac, teacher strike, forestry, uh, then because we were a smaller economy than Victoria, we were obviously hit a little bit more hard. Mm. And I always think of the teacher strike, and I did some math on it last night in anticipation of chatting with you today, is that I'm guessing that there's probably 600 school teachers in this market area, and they probably represent between 45 and $50 million a year in salaries, which is about $4 million a month that goes out of the economy really quickly. Well, mm-hmm. we, we can feel that. We still actually feel it a little bit. We've mm-hmm. grown a bit in the Namo since then. We're mm-hmm. not so dependent. The point is, though, is that we're going into a time when there's a lot of money that's come out of the, is going to come out of the local economy, but it will come back in. Yeah. And as people rehire in the restaurant sector, in the hospitality industry, uh, you know, sometimes those uh, hospitality industry jobs, they may not be the primary income for a household, but there's a secondary income that gets somebody over the top in their affordability. Mm-hmm. And so those jobs will slowly come back. And uh, yeah. we just have to be well positioned as business people, uh, hopefully sooner than later, uh, that uh, that the things will turn around quickly. So yeah. I don't, I actually, I don't have a, a, a magical answer. Usually I would say go to open houses, you know, host open houses. But, you know, this... For those of us that have a family member with an underlying health condition, mm-hmm. uh, then these are very troubling times. Yeah. And uh, so, you know. It, yeah, that, that, that can't be that can't be overstated. I think, you know, we are all uh, we've got money on our mind. It's understandable. We need it to achieve our goals and live our lifestyle. But this is this is a in, in, some, in a lot of cases, a life or death situation. So we don't want to make this just a you know, all pursuit of the mighty dollar, but anyone right now who's, who's concerned about not being able to keep the lights on in the next 30 days might think, well, to heck with you, Braden, because I, I need that dollar, but I, there's got to be that balance between the business and our social responsibility. I think Braden, that anybody who knows you know and knows me knows we're coming from the right place today. Yeah. And that you just can't simply abandon your business practices. No, uh, we're all human beings. We have, uh, quality characteristics that we want to share and uh, help and help our neighbor, you know, and uh, but at the same time, though, um, this is fairly unprecedented time yeah. uh, for some of us who have family members that aren't well uh, It's it's stressful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, uh, I find a lot of inspiration in those people who are faced with the health crisis prior to the COVID-19 and they how they lifted it us up. And now if there's any little small sliver that comes out of this is that somebody who prior to COVID-19 was facing um, a serious health crisis. And now we all are facing a serious health crisis. Maybe a little bit of empathy uh, is uh, a good thing. Um, I'm hoping that uh, we slide through this time with minimal uh, impact uh, to our families and our friends and our communities. So, uh, I, I think that hopefully people recognize that this is just purely from a good place and we want everybody to do well. This is something that I've always had a conversation with Charlie about. There's enough business out there for everybody. And it's just a matter of going and carving out your part and uh, and doing it. That's awesome, Rob. I, I really appreciate those words. And, and I'll just tease this out here for those who are watching this live or 
watching this on the replay uh, in today's um, afternoon memo company memo I'm going to send out. I'm going to be announcing that next week, Monday morning, 1030 uh, for the foreseeable future, probably from my pajamas, I'm going to be hosting an online uh, Remax Hustle Club. That's going to be the COVID-19 edition where all of our actions are going to be based off of things we can do from a safe distance within our uh, self-quarantine, wherever that happens to be. Uh, so that look for that coming out and there's going to be no cap on how many people we can have participate in that. And so that's going to be something that we're going to do going forward. So asking, answering Brandon and Steven's question, uh, what's something you can do? Join the Hustle Club on Monday mornings at 1030 and we can focus on and I and I'm at cliche, but you know, you got to be when you're in leadership, you got to repeat it over and over again. So I'm a big believer in focus on what you can control. Right. It's, you know, our actions are what lead to our results. We tend to focus on the results. And, and as, a, as a result of that, we stop taking action because we find ourselves in panic. If we can just focus on the things we have control over. I can't promise you it's going to bring the same results as it would have six months ago, but I can promise you if you don't take action, there won't be any results. Any last words on that, Rob? Um, awesome. Brayden, ever since you joined the company, uh, I've always been a fan of everything that you bring to the table and I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is, uh, uh, rich or poor, um, if you protect your health, uh, then we'll be, uh, in good position to talk about more about this later. That's awesome, Rob. I appreciate you taking the time next week. We actually have, uh, uh, our guest, uh, Tamara Stone from Remax in Kelowna. She's a 25-year veteran agent. You probably know the Stone sisters from conferencing, Rob? Yes. Yeah, so Tamara's coming on next week to to have the same conversation with me from her perspective. Uh, I'll give you the opportunity to ask Tamara a question if you like. If there's something, is there a question you'd want me to pose to Tamara for you? Uh God, there's a, my doorbell, Brad, and I can go. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Sounds uh, good, buddy. the best from me. I and will. I'll be watching, of course. So Okay. Rob, thank you so much for your time. You've been so generous with, with your time. Uh, I've always admired your modesty and, and your willingness to help us all out. So thanks, Rob. Get We'll get through this together. Thanks, pal. Take care. Okay. Take care. All right. There you have it. Uh, Rob Gray from Remax and Nanaimo, a uh, close to 30-year veteran. Uh, had an off year last year selling 110 hopes. I wish I could have an off year like that. Uh, and, and I know that... Part of me was really hoping there would be absolute clarity. Here's what you got to do. But I think we all recognize that we are in uh, uncharted territory. But I do. I know I've taken a few notes from this conversation about some of the fundamentals that we can focus on. I think the day in, day out, uh, we're going to continue uh, putting a path forward. So just hang in there. Try to keep your spirits up. As Rob alluded to, take care of your health, both your physical health, your mental health. And, and we'll, you know, the horizon's going to start to appear as, as we go. And, and of course, uh, you know this by now, but everyone here on the leadership team at Remax Kamosan has your back. Uh, we're in constant communication with each other during the day. Um, we've got more information and different things we're going to keep rolling out to make sure that you have something other than Game of Thrones uh, to watch at home. So uh, that's it for now. Make sure you check out the Hustle Club. We'll see an announcement on that next week. We've got Tamara Stone for Remax Kelowna coming. And uh, I wish you guys nothing but health and success. And uh, hey, we got your back. All right, guys. Have a great day. Bye for now.